that is an action of loving. You often hear us talk of the power of the name. As we chant these names within, it builds the power of the name. Well, what is that power in that name? That is the spirit of loving beingness. That is a power that does bring us through all these different weights that have encased the soul's consciousness here in the world. It begins to, in its building of loving, dissolve. It begins to create the space that I was speaking of earlier where we allow things rather than struggle or fight against. That loving allows. It's funny to talk about it as a great power, neutrality, observation, allowing. Well, it seems like, well, there's nothing there. It's like air. How could you call that all-powerful? That's why it's such a trick in this world. I told you I was going to tell you the secrets of soul transcendence today. <laughs> the secret is, it's a trick. The trick that the world want, want to play on all those divine sparks here and what God allows. Because in truth, there is no entrapment. There is no bondage. Because it is an illusion. That's the trick. So if you want the treat, that power of that name brings us to that state of freedom that allows even all the illusion to just do what it does. In that allowing, there's no attachment. So the soul slips free, slips through, and is no longer under the authority of the weight of the world, the karmas. So I'm back to patience. Back to patience. Because we're in the realm of time and space, it takes time for us to move through all these worldly experiences as we, the soul, are coming to that greater state of freedom and knowing and allowing and accepting. So just allow it to be what it is. You can't hurry this up. You can't even slow it down. Because time's an illusion anyway. So if you judge yourself for being lazy and not doing enough and you think you're slowing it down, might as well let that one go. If you're trying to hurry it up and make it happen sooner and become enlightened or illuminated, might as well let that one go. None of that can be made to happen. All we can do is allow over time. And then it does happen. It is God bringing us the soul home. Not we, the soul, getting the hell out of here to get to heaven and there. It is God bringing us home. So how can we make God bring us home? You ever tried to make your own parents do something that they don't want to do? Or even if they do want to do, 
They may want to do it, but you get so anxious and you pressure them and push on them, and what do they do? They get all upset and then they don't want to do it anymore just because of your attitude towards them. Or vice versa. If you're a parent with a child, any relationship. So just being present to allow it to unfold is how it happens. But that's why it's also important to hold our attention at the seat of the soul, that spiritual eye, so that as it does unfold, we don't miss it. So we see it, we know it, we're aware because we're paying attention to this unfolding action of spirit. We can miss it. If we're not paying attention, we can miss it. Because we keep paying it. Listen, we're always paying attention to something. So if we're paying attention to things in the world, we can miss what's going on spiritually. If we're paying attention to what's going on in spirit, well, you may miss some things going on in the world, which is great, because as you become aware of what's going on in spirit is where you're going to now wake up and realize that greater freedom and truth. Kind of funny when you think about it that way, isn't it? We always talk about distractions, things in the world, what, they're distracting us from spirit? Well, you can look at it the other way around. I'm so busy looking at spirit, golly, I'm getting distracted from what I need to be doing in the world. You ever done that? You know, you're driving in the car, chanting the names, focused on spirit, and all of a sudden, where was I going? Did I dismiss my exit? What? What the heck am I doing out here anyway? I guess we are distracted. But some of us would call that a good distraction or a God distraction. But if you pay attention, you can wake up and know God in spirit, but also God in you and the world and see and live that God beingness on every level simultaneously, where there's no separation, where you're truly living the oneness of beingness, and then you realize it doesn't even matter. It just is. And that's all we're doing, is coming into this state of isness. We're not trying to get rid of anything. We're not trying to let go of the body or the world. We are simply coming into the state of beingness, the isness, that is the truth of life itself. Amen. Your turn. That's interesting because in my meditation, The one thing that I heard <clears throat> was a question. And the question was, so, is the soul needing to be liberated? Are you here to liberate souls? Is this pathway about soul liberation? Or is it? And I had to begin to look at that. I didn't know the answer according to how 
sometimes we've shared and how this pathway has been shared through history. It's a path of liberation to free the soul from being trapped. But in truth, the soul is not trapped. The soul dwells in the realm of soul and spirit. The soul lives and dwells and knows itself in the heart of God. It isn't in the mind, it isn't in this world, and it isn't trapped here. The only reason that there's a sense or a feeling of being trapped at all is that it has allowed itself to believe a great dream, to fall into the illusion and believe the illusion rather than the truth that it truly knows. And all we're here to do is to have the fulfillment of the journey of the illusion that exists here and to learn what it has to share with us, to grow in understanding and experience. And then in that growth and in that experience, we wake up. We wake up into the greater knowing of who we are as soul as loving, as divine. And we are free to leave the illusion and go back to the truth of our own beingness, our own soul that dwells in spirit. So in truth, you're not trapped here. You're not imprisoned here. You yourself have allowed yourself to look away from that place that is home, that place that is true so that you could have experience here. So one thing that I know is don't judge your experience. Don't judge the opportunity of learning and growing in this creation, in this illusion because it truly is the opportunity of a lifetime. It is the opportunity of this lifetime for you to learn, to grow, to wake up, to have experience, and to keep moving forward. In truth, I know that every soul dwells within the heart of God and it knows itself to be in the heart of God right now. But that part of you that is the divine spark that has come into this creation to have experience has forgotten. And all that Brian and I are here to do is to help you to allow that part of you that has forgotten by getting caught up in the illusion to begin once again remember. Remember the truth. Remember the truth that you are free, that you are liberated, that you are in the heart of God, that you are a divine spark of the living, loving essence. And to begin to live more into that every day. There's so many things that we can get caught up in. So many different beliefs and practices 
and actions and reactions that we can chase after and have chase after us. The key in all of this is to somewhere in your journey to stop for a moment. Just stop. Be still. And allow yourself to begin to remember the truth of who you are. The truth, not the illusion. That's what meditation is. It's an opportunity to stop. To stop and be still. And know that I am. Know. Come back into the knowing. Come back into the truth. Come back into the simplicity. Letting go of all those things that are a part of the illusion. That dwell and participate in the illusion. And to live in that simplicity for the moment. And what is it? that lives in simplicity, it's the loving. It's loving. And who are you? Who am I? Who is soul? Loving. The divine, living, loving essence. If we can allow ourselves to spend some time each day letting go of everything and to move into the stillness where the loving resides within us, we have it all right now. There is nothing to figure out. There is no place to go. There is nothing to do. You don't have to correct anything. It's just a matter of becoming still and allowing yourself to have the experience of what resides in that moment of the stillness. Then the other part of the action is to find that way to take the stillness with you as you go into the action of the day, into the actions of the world, and to take that stillness with you and to take what you find in that stillness with you into the daily experience. And what you're going to find in that stillness, in that moment, is the loving, is the quiet, is the peace, is the joy, is that purple and that blue and that white and that gold light. And when you get up out of your meditation, out of that place of stillness, you take that with you. You let that be what you remember yourself to be. And take that with you. And when you find yourself getting caught up in other things, the illusion, the mind, the dream, Bring yourself back to center. Bring yourself back to that place of the stillness and allow yourself to remember who you are right now and remember that into the experience of the moment. And life is different. When I say God first and God only, that's what I'm talking about. 
Go inside and connect with God. Connect with loving. Connect with soul. Connect. And then bring that connection into everything you do, everywhere you go. And when God isn't present, when loving isn't present, when that stillness and that centeredness isn't present in what's going on in your life right now, be aware you probably have gotten caught up in the illusion, in the dream, in what the mind is believing to be true. And that's okay. But it's more fun to put God first in the moment and bring that loving present in the moment and live the loving in the moment rather than the illusion. Because in that loving moment, you know who you truly are and you live the truth of who you really are. And you live in and from a different place. You aren't observing and participating in the world through the mind, the emotion, the imagination, and the body. You are participating and observing through the eyes of the soul, through the eyes of the inner spiritual loving essence inside. It's a very different experience. It's a very different place of living your life. It's a way of approaching life in a gentle, quiet, step-by-step movement, breath-by-breath participation. And doing things by choice and with awareness rather than out of reaction, out of obligation, out of expectation, out of wanting to escape. So do what you can every day to spend some time in that stillness, getting centered, getting quiet, coming awake to the truth of who you are as that living, loving essence. And then begin to observe, how can I begin to take this with me when I open my eyes and begin the rest of the day? And be aware that if you have done your meditation and you do go out and you do carry it with you for a while, and then all of a sudden, somebody's standing beside your car giving you a ticket, Or the dentist says, well, we're going to have to do more work than we thought. It's going to cost a thousand rather than a hundred. Or your maid in life or your children in life or a friend calls you and says, oh my God. And the moment you hear, oh my God, there's a stirring inside of you that pulls you out of your center. Allow yourself in those moments to be okay with the stirring with the disturbance, with whatever is rising up inside of you or coming at you. Allow it. 
to be okay. And allow it. Don't try to stop it. But then pay attention. And do what you can to bring yourself back to the stillness. Back to the center. Now you may actually have to close your eyes for a moment just to do that. Just to remember yourself and to remind yourself. But another way to do it is simply to look inward and upward once again. Back to the seat of the soul. And just speak that name of God or speak the hue or the anti-hue inside. And call it present. Or ask for the Holy Spirit to just come back in and bring you into alignment and to go before you. Assisting you in the next breath and in the next step and in the next action. All of those things are putting God first. But you have to do it. The funny thing is, God's first even if you're not doing it. God's first because that's all there is. God's first because God's only. That's all there is in all of this. In this creation and in everything that is, there's only God. But we don't believe it down here. That cop can't be God. That dentist can't be God asking for another thousand dollars. But it's all God. It's all God. And the more we can remember that and remind ourselves into that, we can then live into it and bring God into everything. That's how we find peace amongst all that is going on in our lives, in other people's lives, and in the world. It's a game. It's a wonderful game that we chose into when we chose to come into this world and have experience here. It's all just a game. The trick is, nobody's read us the rules. We don't understand the rules of this game. And it's all just a guessing game to us. We roll the dice and we aren't sure what we're supposed to do. What's the next move after we roll the dice? Well, maybe if I don't roll the dice, I don't have to make a move, so I'll just do nothing. And sometimes we make a move before we roll the dice and it doesn't go the way the game regulates it. Pay attention. You're not going to figure out the rules of the game of life in this world, even though there's a lot of books out there that talk about them. I've looked at a few of them. It's very interesting. One book will give you a whole list of the rules of the game of life, that are very different and somewhat contrary to other books of the rules of the game of life. Why not give up rules? Why not give up the game and just go back to the simplicity of what is and live what is and live what all this has come from, which is the loving 
and which is all that is loving. The creativity and the joy and the peace that is all the different aspects and manifestations of God's beingness that dwells within yourself. Why not go back to that? Letting go of everything else, all the beliefs, all the have-tos, all the rules, and just live that simplicity. I remember as I was growing up, God was very important to me, and I spent a lot of time dwelling on God, thinking on God, praying to God, asking of God, talking with God, listening to God. And I also spent time watching my friends in the world, playing and having fun and doing things in the world. And they had fun and they had difficulties and they had challenges and all kinds of things went on. And sometimes they would call me and say, come on, come on, what are you doing? Come on, don't waste your time. Get out here and let's play, let's do. And if I had spent some time with God in that day, it was easy for me to get up and go and participate in the world and do. Do with my friends, whatever it was that they were doing. But if I had not spent time that day with God first and putting God first and went out to participate, I felt myself in separation. And in that separation, I felt alone. And in that aloneness, I felt like I had to figure it all out. I had to do it. And I could actually feel the struggle of trying to have fun, trying to participate trying to make sense of all this. Where if I put God first and then took God with me into those things, I could really be in the joy. And where did I find the joy? It wasn't in swinging the bat or playing hide and seek or climbing a tree. The joy was being with others and loving with them and participating with them in the loving, whatever it was that they were doing. And it was choosing to be a part of that movement of loving with them that they were loving to do in that moment. But I still found the greatest thing for myself, just spending time with God. And I think each of us, as we begin to walk this pathway, find ourselves in challenge. How do I make time for God? I've got so much to do. Give yourself five minutes. Give God five minutes. And then see if as you finish that period of time, whatever it be, that in inviting God into the next moment, God doesn't come with you. Because God will. God 
will go wherever you invite God in. God does not impose. God comes through invitation. And the moment you sit down and close your eyes and move into this action of meditation, chanting the name, chanting the hue, chanting the anti-hue, that's an invitation to God. And God goes, I'm present. Okay, now what? And what's next is the loving. You just do the loving with the Lord and let the Lord love you. And that's all there really is to all of existence. Believe it or not, that's all there really is. And the more we can do that on a daily basis, and the more we can do that in every moment of every day, the more we begin to live into simplicity, and the more we begin to live into the truth, and the more we are finding ourselves to be in the moment of fulfillment. We are fulfilled in this moment because we are in the loving and God is loving. So therefore we are in God and God is first because we are putting God first by loving God first in all that we do. It is so simple. It sounds complicated, but it is so simple. Find ways to make it simple in your life. Look for simplicity. And if you want the rules of, of the world, if you want the rules of life, find them, live them, or better yet, make them up. That's what these other people are doing. They're making up the rules as they go along, and then they're saying, well, these are the rules of life. Well, maybe those are the rules of life for them that they have come across and that they have found works for them. Why not find out what the rules of life are for you? Or just make them up. I made them up. Because I tried working some of the rules that other people gave me. My mom, my dad, teachers, preachers, rabbis, everybody around me. And I found it was easier for me to make up my own rules and live them than it was to try to live other people's rules. And what is the rules that I live? God first and God only. Loving, accepting, and forgiving. Be responsible for your thoughts and your feelings, your actions and your reactions. Those are my rules. So now make up yours. Find yours. Create yours. And maybe you can come down to something much simpler than mine. I guess that's it. Well, that was good. Thank you. <laughs>